comedic. Uh... Anyway, mm-hmm. today is another Pride episode. Yeah. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy freaking Pride. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess we should also do like hellos and intros and things. To the listeners, yeah. uh, welcome to Girls Talk Comics again. Um, this is Aaron, your master of mediocrity, joined today by the always lovely. And I'm Jamie, the Dame of Discourse, trying to be as lovely as possible on this Sunday morning. Look, you're making brownies for your D&D party, and that is absolutely lovely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm the party healer, so I figured party baker, too. That works. Yeah, 100%. Like, I view... Um, maybe it's not the greatest relationship, but I do view my relationship with food as a bit therapeutic and healing. So you're fine. I mean, yeah. Food is therapy. Food is therapy. And for those who struggle with your relationship for food, I wish you the best on your journey through that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever the result may be. So we are gonna be talking about Kim Reaper today a little book that is just a sweet short little delightful story the author is sarah grayley a cartoonist from the uk uh she writes and draws comics like our super adventure kim reacher glitch and minecraft she also has a book called donut the destroyer that she made with her partner steph that came out with scholastic graphics but we're not talking about those today. We're talking about Kim Reaper. So give me a moment um, to see if I can find the back matter. What I've got it pulled I... up if you want me to do it. Heck yeah, you do it. Oh, all right. So part-time Grim Reaper, full-time cutie. Like most university students, Kim works a part-time job to make ends meet. Unlike most university students, Kim's job is pretty cool. She's a Grim Reaper tasked with guiding souls into the afterlife. Like most university students, Becca has a super intense crush. Unlike most university students, Becca's crush is on a beautiful gothic angel that frequents the underworld. Of course, she doesn't know that. Unaware of the ghoulish drama she's about to step into, Becca finally gathers up the courage to ask Kim on a date. But when she falls into a ghostly portal and interrupts Kim at her job, she sets off a chain of events that will pit the two of them against angry cat dads, vengeful zombies, and perhaps even the underworld itself. But if they work together, they just might make it and maybe even get a smooch in the bargain. A little kissy kissy. Oh, Great. Kissy kissy kissy. A little kissy kissy. So, mm-hmm. Kim Reaper, first impressions. Mm-hmm. I was working in a comic shop when it first dropped, and I just remember spending years staring at the advertising poster as it slowly degraded from human contact and just time and shitty tape. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, for some reason no matter where we put a poster somebody ripped it I don't know if it like somebody went through the store and tried to rip it or whatever but it did last for a few years and so I got to just kind of stare at it and go man I wish I picked up those singles man I wish I read it gosh I wish I read it yeah. uh, and then finally it happened and 
I don't know. That was a pretty great feeling for me. But what was your first impression of it? I was so like at the beginning, like it was like a few like last week. Um, I was like, you know what? I want to read some like it's Pride Month. I want to read some gay as hell, um, like women love women stories, and like just like that's all I want to read for June. So I was making my list of books, and it came up on several Google lists because as, as I do when I want to read something, I go best yada yada yada. It came up on several websites, and I was like, you know, I'll ch- like I'll just put it on the list and. I'll see when I get to it. And then I was going through, like, where can I find all these books? And Comixology has it on the Comixology Unlimited. And I was like, okay, let's go for it. And then you mentioned it, like, hey, we could read this. And I was like, awesome. It, yeah, you're right. It is absolutely super cute cover. And it's like, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. And it was. So, yeah. Yeah. It kind of caught me off guard with kind of how fun and simple it was. Like, it's so straightforward. And... So it's it's published by Oni Press, and this might be a, like an idea that people don't get if unless they've been reading a lot of comics. So if you're kind of a comic novice, I'm so sorry for this, but it reads like an indie book without being like an indie artsy book without being like faux cerebral. You know, <laughs> it yeah. like doesn't try for that intellectualism. It just tries for that indie fun. Yeah, um, it's very much fun. Yeah. 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 So I remember yesterday when you were reading through it, you messaged me a part that you absolutely loved. Yeah, the angry the the cat dad. Yes. Yeah, the cat. <laughs> Speaking of the, cats. Um, yeah, the uh, the cat armor was just hilarious to me. We're like cat like so great. so Kim is trying to take like her job right now is part-time reaper. She can only do animal souls. Mm-hmm. which is hilarious to me. Like we'll give part-timer the animal soul bit of it, which is also like the most sad. Yeah. Cause like I could like, I could think about reaping, being a grim reaper, reaping the soul of like an, a 90 year old person being like, okay, like, look, it's just your time to go. But like having been on the other side of like ha- watching a pet go, it's like, that's what you get as the part-timer. Like it's a hazing ritual. It's, it's, it's not sucks. a good yeah. thing, but yeah, it yeah. totally sucks. Oh yeah, as absolutely. As we totally sucks. see in this first volume, because like oh, yeah. that scene is so hilarious. So yeah, continue, continue, keep talking. Yeah. And then like the cat dad shows, they're like, oh well, this person just has a lot of cats. It's probably an old lady. And then it's like this dude, bro, who like I work out all the time, but I drink energy drinks to never fall asleep with my cats. And like the the, the panel where the cats are like, there's like three cats pouring energy drink into his mouth. It's like just hilarious to me. It's like God, and then like he's like, "I'm gonna fight you, and I'm gonna do it in cat armor." It was like it so all the cats form like cool. armor on him. I'm like, "Oh God, this is hilarious." Yeah, that was such a good scene because like Kim and um, oh my gosh, Becca, I think Becca, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kim and Becca totally spend some time where Becca's like, "What the fuck? Why are you gonna kill this cat?" And Kim's like, it's my job. Like, it's the cat's time to go. And the cat is obviously, like, very lethargic, suffering. So it's a really interesting conversation. And then there are also just, like, hundreds of cats who are like, who the heck are you in our house? It's such a fun interaction and setup because the cats are sentient and defensive of their friend. They they don't do it quick enough. And then, yeah, the cat dad shows up. The cat dad's like, my cats! And... um. 
if anybody ever remembers when like the lumber sexual thing was a thing uh that's definitely like the physique of the cat dad and the cat armor was just so great it was like straight up mecca the cat's form a suit around him to protect oh it was so funny and also the start of the rest of the story because becca was like I'm going to kind of screw things up for you, <laughs> like, yeah. but I'm adorable. Mm-hmm. That adorable screw up that comes in your life. You're like, ah, I'd like you, like, you're so cute. I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> Even though you deserve to be like, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I love that where they're like, yeah, we'll take them on. We'll do it. And then like the next panel is immediately like Kim going through a window and Becca just being like, all right, bye. Like we just, <laughs> I thought we could actually do that. And it's like, no, of course, like, I love when stories play that moment of like, like the obvious of no, there's no way they're going to beat this thing, but play it for laughs. Yep. Of being like, nope, I guess we're not. Yep. Like, I'm not going to lie. Watching Becca and Kim interact through that was so stressful for me because Kim takes her part-time job seriously. She needs Mm -hmm. it, you know, Mm -hmm. and she, she has sacrificed a lot when it comes to her social life and stuff in order to stay with her job. And then Becca just kind of rolls up and is like, what's up? Here's a bunch of slang and I don't care about the rules. And I just kind of live life on the edge and I'm a little bit oblivious or like to social cues. And I was just like, Becca, stop being so mean. And then in the end, it ended up being fine because Becca was like, no, you should totally advocate for better work. <laughs> yeah. And Oh, yeah. I love yeah. how, like, because it's like, if you think about it, like, it's Kim's job. And like, imagine someone rolling up into your job, also trying to date you going, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? It's like, like, I got to make money. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's rough when Mm -hmm. people come in and try to comment on your job and what Mm -hmm. you can do, but to definitely have it be somebody who's trying to get in your pants. (laughs) You're like, come on, like be a little reasonable. It definitely felt like Becca was just like, my crush isn't what I thought it was. So I have to, ah. Yes. The adventure is also still fun because the cat dad thing isn't the only thing that happens. No, no. What else? And like I, I appreciate that it's not the only thing in the way like Kim was just like, all right, look, I get it. You're out of your depth here. Like, let me show you something fun about my job and let me take you wherever you want to go. I'll show you in like a very Doctor Who-ish kind of way of like, like, I want to take you on an adventure and show off for you a little bit because like, yeah, you ruined a cat dad moment, but you're actually kind of cute. So... And honestly, who hasn't worked a job with some notoriety where they're like, yeah, I could take you behind the scenes and show you what it's like backstage you know yeah oh yeah yeah that was also very cute yes the the entire wooing through reaping was just kind of also a fun oh yeah concept the art i really Mm -hmm. enjoy the stylized art i i the art at first kind of like i it took me a second to get used to because it felt very much like i don't know if you remember those like that thing that happened for a while where like they come like some website had comics where you could easily make comics where it's like those very rounded face, rounded featured characters where like all you had to do is like move the, like actuate the arms and everything. I don't remember um, this. It was a, it was a big thing that happened in education where like all of a sudden everyone had to use these art things, oh. this like comic program. And it got to the point where it was like oversaturated and it was like, Oh God, these things don't look that great what are you talking like what are we doing here 
Um, so it took me a moment to get over that, but like the moment I did, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I love this art. Yeah. And so like, but also the art, when I first saw it, gave me this very Owl House kind of vibe. And I just finished watching Owl House and loving it. And then like I, I read that she also has done Rick and Morty a little bit. And I was yeah. like, okay, I can kind of see that too. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was really great. It's, yeah, the art style for me wasn't my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I do love some stylized art. I love kind of cartoony animated styles. And this was very cartoony. Very cartoony. It skirted a little bit into, I understand the talent and the time that goes into all stylized art. Mm-hmm. Get it. Aesthetically for me, I'm really uncomfortable with like, that kind of adult animation that gets mm-hmm. a little bit like semi Ren and Stimpy, like mm-hmm. kind of that gross art style. And this, for me at least, kind of skirted the outer, like appropriate yeah. kid version of that, which yeah. was a really, it's a really fine art style. It's mm-hmm. really inoffensive, like the way it's drawn and things yeah. like that but there's just still something about it for me that I was like oh we're on the we're on the edge of comfortable <laughs> and yeah. I think I think it had to do with the eyes the eyes and the pupils that I see really that. yeah they um because the eyes are huge mm-hmm. uh and the pupils were kind of smaller or more oblong I think and it was just like nope not comfortable with it and that's yeah that's That's i think if it was longer i think it would have like if this was like a series i think it would have bothered me a little bit more but like you know for a short little jaunt into girl dates part-time reaper territory wasn't terrible for me i was able to get through it yeah no and i was able to get through it as well but like i don't think i'm gonna read volume two because the art and that's just like i think the most conceited arrogant thing i could say but uh <laughs> comic books do have a writing and an art style thing yeah. and for me the art just kind of gets a little bit un- uncomfortable the writing on the other hand it's definitely like very ya mm-hmm. very ya so a little simple i kind of felt yeah like, like it it feels very much like so I've heard this discussion in the video game realm, but like I also think it's worth talking about in the comics realm where like you have these like, you know, seven out of tens. By number, you're like, oh, that's not a very good comic. It's just okay. But like you still really have a fun time with it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, I feel like Kim Reaper definitely goes in that realm where like it doesn't necessarily work for me. Like I like there are people out there who might love this and there's people like maybe in the quote unquote target YA demographic who might eat this up. Like I feel like this is very much towards the younger spectrum of the YA range. Um, mm. But for me, it sort of hits at that like, okay, this is okay, but I still have a really great time with it because the dynamic between, I think what saves it for me is the dynamic tw- between Kim and Becca where they're oh, just yeah. so sweet um they're bumbling through this new thing where it's like kim's like let me show you everything i do and becca's like okay that's really cool and then like i get possessed by a ghoul all right i can't handle this yeah and then she eventually comes around and helps her figure out as you point out the work life balance like the moment she says that kim tells becca you saved me from full-time employment 
<laughs> I just busted out laughing because it's like, that's such a good line. It's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about the seven out of 10 conversation? Like, so it's like, it's, it was the conversation about like, you know, you see like within the video game world, they were talking about how, um, I forget who it was that I was reading. I was listening to this too, but they're talking about like how like mechanically, like the game just has things that just don't work or like, Mm. Oh, this part's really annoying. Or like this thing's really like, I don't like it or like it there's things that really knock it down from being this like this all-time great game just being something that's like uh, it's okay it's just okay but there's a lot of problems with it but you still have an absolute blast with it like you absolutely you still have an absolute time like the the time the entire time you're playing it you're going this just isn't that good but then when you're done with it you're like I had a lot of fun I had a lot of fun and so like with Kim Reaper that felt very much like there's a lot of this that isn't for me that doesn't necessarily work for me in the way that like a um a YA book like cheer up works for mm-hmm. me like cheer up is a 10 out of 10 perfect for me galaxy 10 out of 10 perfect for me and there's a lot of YAs off the top of my head I can't remember that are 10 out of 10 like amazing I love everything about it Kim Reaper you asked me to go through it like objectively like you know objectively like what is good what is bad in my opinion there's a lot i can say like okay i didn't like this didn't like this didn't like this didn't like this but i can still very much be like but i had a lot of fun with it if that makes sense no that that does make sense to me i'm gonna reflect back so like so okay objectively if i was gonna score it theoretically let's Mm -hmm. do an example i think i would give this book closer to a four hour five if I was just mm-hmm. looking at skill set with art now keep in mind the serial art style is actually really smooth like that um and I think that's a saving grace plot wise there's really fun moments it's very akin to like adventure time kind of mm-hmm. short bursts um or like little vignette stories uh that happen in it it's really it's it's solid it's so it's just simple you know it's just simple and there's nothing against it like bad about that to give an idea of what i would mark less than a five out of ten i'm thinking most kids media (laughs) 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 it just and i thought some of the like dialogue was kind of choppy so i'd probably give it again that five out of ten for that but the enjoyment level I have with, had with it, the laughs that I had with it, the jokes that landed well as an adult, definitely raises it to a seven out of ten. So I, yeah. I think I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a game changer. Mm-mm. I don't think it really like is going to hit a lot of like top ten lists. And I mean, it's certainly not going to make my top ten. No. Um, I couldn't even really call it like the cotton candy. It's more like the granola. It's like mm-hmm. a granola of comics. Yeah. It's just like a little sweet, but there to nourish maybe. Yeah. I would say if we're going to, if we're going to name it a food, I, my first thought that came to my head when you said granola, I was like, okay, we're doing like a food metaphor. I would say um, like gummy bears. Oh, okay. Like it's really sweet. I have fun with it, but like after a bag, I'm good. I don't need any more gummy bears. <laughs> Um, and so I think that's it. And like, and I also, I also went with gummy bears because like 
you know, I could give this to like my daughter when she's a little bit older and can read. Like I could give this to her like when she's like early, like elementary school, early middle school. And I know she'll love it way more than I do, but she'll also really enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. my daughter is a fiend and she's, she's four, but she's still a fiend for gummy bears when we give them to her. So like I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's kind of interesting uh, when you brought up that you think the reading age, the target audience mm-hmm. is kind of the younger side of the YA, mm-hmm. but the entire premise is around like college dating, mm-hmm. employment and things. Yeah. I got kind of, I think, confused as to who the target audience was as well. Like yeah. it, it wasn't really clear on that. Like, will a child really understand the joke behind you saved me from full-time employment, you know, like, or is this like, yeah a weird straddling of the generations of like that I felt very much like a like you know they have those jokes in kids movies and tv shows where it's like okay the adult watching will get this but the kid won't yeah that felt very much like oh it's it felt very much like that yeah like here's a joke the adult reading the YA will get um and maybe the college age student who's like oh god I can't read any more chemistry I need a quick easy like read Let me get through. So I could even see this, like some of my college students enjoying this because it's very much like, I can't read any more heavy shit. Mm. Give me something light. Give me something fluffy. Give me a snack. It's true. It is. For an afternoon. Devoid of heavy, heavy shit, despite being about reaping and death. But I guess the heaviest part is whenever she's trying to reap the cat and then that fails miserably so it takes yeah. a big chunk of that depression like out because she gets and it doesn't even last that long. they're just like bye <laughs> yeah. oh yeah it's just like oh the cat does or like when the when the bodybuilder dies it looks very comical yeah spoiler alert yes. he drinks too much energy drinks there so, yeah you know might want to drink water or like give your heart a rest and sleep sometimes yeah yeah much like cats do for a man who owns a bunch of cats and like, come on, dude, like you see them sleeping as much. Why don't you take a nap? Yeah. They sleep 16 hours a day. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Why aren't you taking a nap? Um, change your hours. If you want to be up with your cat, work overnights, which is also not necessarily great for your health. And no. for those who do work overnights, I'd love to hear like, how you cope and keep yourself healthy but um, absolutely yeah lately okay lately you and i have been ending our episodes trying to talk about who we would recommend this to Mm -hmm. you mentioned your daughter when she got Mm -hmm. older Mm -hmm. i on the other hand can't really think of anyone i'd recommend it to like it's something i would leave on the shelf like at the Mm -hmm. store and be like here it is Mm -hmm. and i'd almost want people to like find it on their own that's um, fair, yeah. Which I think is the harshest criticism I've ever given a book. <laughs> there are some where I'm like, I want this book to go away forever. Yeah. Uh, Small World from Magnetic Press. I am still traumatized by that book. That book almost <laughs> made me stop reading comics. No, it, I, I like this is one where if we had a copy in the store, I'd probably put it on our pride display for this month, mm-hmm. giving it a little bit more um, focus. Like I mm-hmm. think that, would be one and if we were gonna be showcasing young adult books like this might go in the back (laughs) of the display um it wouldn't get front and center view no no but it's definitely one it's like if i was purchasing books for the store i'd have one on the shelf 
maybe which is one fair because there's a lot of books you wouldn't have on the shelf it's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it, it's one that i would support people coming to on their own mm-hmm. but yeah. i don't yeah. think it's one that i would probably put didn't we talk about our first and second tiers at one point where we were like our first tiers and then was that one of I don't th- I don't think we have. I think we've talked about it maybe off mic. If oh, that, okay. Yeah. So for listeners, at one point, I think Jamie and I had a conversation or I had a conversation with somebody about how like what books would be our first tier for recommendations. Like these mm-hmm. are the ones that we we're just like get into the genre. <laughs> like mm-hmm. these are yeah. your top recs. And then your second recs are like the ones that you really enjoy but Mm -hmm. then might not be great for first-time readers or people who are learning to kind of appreciate the comic genre and we never really got below that whoever I was talking to I think it was you but yeah I think I think we've had this conversation I just can't remember if it was on on one of the fem streams or here or just through the group chat Yeah. yeah or if you've heard us talk about this before you know Welcome back. Um, you know, I've been thinking like, I guess this one, if I was to add to the tiers, my third tier would be things I'd put on an end cap because mm-hmm. of the way we do end caps in my store. We're not a major re- like book retailer. So a lot of the hot titles, we just don't, we have a range of shit. So this would be my fill in, you know, their third tier would be fill in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the end cap displays when you've gone through your first and second tier but this yeah. might just be the fourth tier of just okay. i'm gonna make sure i have it on the shelf okay um for the somebody who would appreciate this but i think i would put it maybe third tier. So i think maybe i'm a little bit higher on it but it would come with the caveat of like someone who's who's like i just want something quick and light mm-hmm. and fun because mm-hmm. like there's there's comics I, rem- I i would recommend like first or second tier but like those aren't necessarily light, fun, easy reads. Right. Like they're amazing reads, but maybe they have moments where it's like a real thinker moment. Or um, maybe they're a little bit longer. Like, you know, some of my first year stuff is probably like 12, 18, 20, 24 issues. And that's not, that's a commitment. To me, that's a commitment. It's true. It's true. But like, yeah. and even, but, and even sometimes like a six issue thing is a commitment. I would say like, if someone's like, look, Jamie, I, you know, I need something quick, easy to read or like, you know, hey, prof, I need something, you know, you like comics because I'm in your office and you've got comic stuff all over it. What's a quick, easy thing I can read between classes to just sort of give my mind a break? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like, I like sapphic content. I would go like, oh, Kim Reaper. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, or, but yeah. it wouldn't be my first, but it also wouldn't be necessarily my first pick in that genre. Okay. Okay. I like that. This might be something that's moving its way up my list when parents come in looking for something to read Mm -hmm. with younger kids that they would enjoy as well as adults. Um, Because again, the art style is rather inoffensive. Mm -hmm. Um, It just skirts that line for me of like thing I just am adverse to, uh, which is all just a personal preference. Um, And for people who have read Kim, Kim Reaper and really, really enjoy it, just know that my entire opinion is based solely in the fact that that art style just makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> like, there, yeah. it, I don't, and I, I don't and know. I, but. And I want to make it clear, all the criticisms I have of the book are solely mine. Yeah. Like, you, I'm never going to say, like, this art, this writer is terrible or her art is terrible or, 
that that super annoying thing you see in the discourse of of comics where it's like they're late this was lazy yeah no no, artist or writer's lazy lazy. no they're trying their fucking hardest i mean Um, she draws a mecca at a cat like that she draws a mecca cat like that's a thing that is Um, like yeah there's a lot in there that's like this is really good art you're you're a talented artist you're a talented writer all my criticism are just being more like I can see where this book would be awesome for some people. Yeah. For me, the book is a lot of fun and it's a great Saturday afternoon read, Mm -hmm. but it's not something I'm going to. So a lot of times when I read a book and I really like it, I'll put it on my Amazon wish list. Not saying I buy from Amazon. It's just, that's my, that's where I keep my wish list. There you go. Um, Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go and put it on my wish list of like, okay, no, I need this on my shelf because I might come back to it later. Yeah. It yeah, might be something definitely... like I see it in the used bookstore and if it comes at a right price, maybe, but it'd be more like, oh, I want Amelia to read this when she's a bit older. That would that's be where fair. that is. That's fair. But maybe again, that's... that's solely my opinion. If you, if dear listener, you're out there and you love Kim Reaper. Awesome. You love a book. Yeah. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Do your thing. Preach its wonders. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of interesting, our difference in opinion. I don't have children. I don't have yeah. kids. So there is a degree of like maybe not recognizing or enjoying the kind of silliness and simplicity of it for that. And I'm also not yeah. connected with academia right now hopefully never again but that's just also yeah if you're not connected don't go (laughs) yeah don't don't go uh so there's also some degree of i don't appreciate the kind of fluff i mean i read fluff oh god do Mm -hmm. i read fluff but it's very specific genre that if i was to like maybe freudian psychoanalyze like (laughs) speaks to some self-perception of things i lack in the world and one of those things that i feel like i didn't lack is like sapphic horror story (laughs) (laughs) comedic uh stories about grim reaping i don't know but uh that i think that's an interesting perspective for us to have on our choices is that or like our opinions is i just don't have that need i'm not connected to that and uh and you know and as someone who's just now finding their love of sapphic romance mixed with the genres I I'm coming from that perspective. Well, of like, I like this, but like once I read more, it might go further down the list, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because I like surprise, surprise before transition romance, wasn't a thing that I thought I could enjoy or really did enjoy. Really? And now it's something where it's like, Oh yes, I love this. This is great. I'm eating it up. I, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have always wanted to tell myself that like sci-fi was my favorite genre. Mm-hmm. And then my horror <laughs> bookshelf, my horror shelf is filled more and more and more um, where people have even asked me for recommendations for horror books. And I'm just like, this is not who I thought I would be. But then, uh, yeah, I'm starting to realize like comedic romance is also my genre of choice. <laughs> And I'm like, what is this? I don't need this self-reflection. But yeah, I'm also eating it up. So I'm really happy that you can like 
yeah. enjoy it yeah. and enjoy the genre finally like and in your defense having a shelf full of horror just means you're a contemporary comics reader because like yeah the the medium is enjoying its comic it is enjoying its horror yes. um phase I, like i don't want to call it a phase but it is eating up horror right now where it's like you go through previews and every other book's like in this horror it's like oh god damn it yeah i guess maybe we're all stressed out and projecting it you know that's another vote in kim reaper's yeah. favor it takes mm-hmm. terrifying potentially terrifying situations mm-hmm. it makes it funny really takes the punch out of things mm-hmm. and it now i want to go back and read kim reaper because now i'm like Mm, I do read dark and depressing shit. I want to have a laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, very much so. It's like another horror. I need a break. Like, let me do something fun. Yes. Um, and I love you mentioned that it takes depressing, dark and depressing stuff and makes it funny. The Grim Reaper boss is oh hilarious. God. Yes. Where it's like, I've got big things for you full time. And she's like, oh, God, no. Because we've all had that boss who at some point has been like, you know, I think you could do management here at, at Quiznos. And you're like, oh, God, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't like, dude, I come here 20 hours a week, make sandwiches and go the F home. Yeah. I don't want to make this a thing. Yeah. I've done that before. I feel like I did that <laughs> with my current full-time job where they're like, do you want to supervise? And it's like, yeah, now I'm in it. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. This might be one of those secret reads, you know, <laughs> like I find it's not one that I'll own, but maybe I'll go back to like from the library or whatever, read at the library. So I don't, yeah. like, that's a dick move. I'm sorry. I want to contribute to the statistics for, uh, for Oni Press and authors, I mean, but check it out and then go find a spot in the library to read it, read it and then immediately give it return. And re- then return it. Yeah. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Any closing thoughts on Kim Reaper? Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I had a fun time with it. Um, as much as we've been like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know, if you're if you want to check it out, absolutely check it out and have fun with it. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no other closing thoughts. I'm so just kind of like up in the air about it. I guess look for it at the comic shop I work mm-hmm. at because it's gonna at least be on the shelf. <laughs> Everyone go to Aaron's shop. Yes, and please. Buy all the books. Actually, the owner keeps flip flopping on whether or not he wants to keep comics. So if people want to buy comics at my shop, that would be great. Can I just Venmo you some money and you send me comics from your shop? I mean, you can. I'll take your credit card over the phone and mail them to. <laughs> you good we do that we because if it really if it if it really comes down to it your boss is like i don't know if i want comics anymore girl oh okay real quick kind of funny story that Mm -hmm. has little to do with kim reaper um we constantly have this argument with the owner about how like whether or not what he wants to change directions significantly like he didn't want manga at first and then my housemate who also works at the store with me is like yeah uh i'm gonna just start ordering it and then it fucking skyrocketed as a product and now he's like oh oh we need this we're like yeah dipshit like (laughs) and now he's like but comics aren't 
profitable and with some valid critique that we're not breaking even a lot in that regard um but like we've seen a growing trend of people come in and they're like oh i want to buy this omnibus i want to buy this i want to buy that and then people come back or and now i'm like oh i can get you into the weird shit because they came in (laughs) looking for marvel and dc and now they're like oh can you recommend something uh, that's sci-fi that I haven't read before. And, and I'm like, oh, what have you read? They're like, only Marvel and DC. I'm like, oh, oh yes. There's an entire Dark Horse genre. <laughs> like, uh, we're going to get into image now. <laughs> like all those all those feel-good brain chemicals just fire off and you're like, oh, yes. yes. Come with me. We actually have a, a section now, um, which is so funny because like we argue about the genre thing at work, but we have a section now that's just called... Uh, the feels <laughs> like which is such an outdated meme and we're fine with that but we don't no idea what to put it in because it's anywhere between um non-fiction non-fiction to uh like historical fiction and it's anywhere between just like uh racial identity to gender and sexual identity to like coping with um trauma to identity like uh, cross section where we have books about living with uh-huh. autism in there. It's just this massive genre where we're yeah. like, we have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have that's a that's a valid genre in my yeah. opinion. I I have that's... a shelf now that's called contem. I've kind of dubbed it contemplative or feelings. <laughs> yeah, that's an absolutely valid genre yeah. that I think because sometimes you want feels. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you want a comic and you want to feel feels. But and it's also so. one of those that's like, well, where do we showcase um, Persepolis and Mouse and um, the Golden Hour and Alone in uh-huh. Space and mm-hmm. This is How I Disappear mm-hmm. and Roots and mm-hmm. a lot of and blankets and things. Yeah, like I was actually that. just like, thinking sheets and blankets. Yeah, yeah, sheets, delicates. Blankets. Oh yeah, blankets, delicates. That's where this. My yeah. bad, my bad. Blankets yeah. is Craig Thompson. It's a different one, you know. But it's like, yeah. where do you, yeah, where do you really showcase those outside of their perspective, like mm-hmm. YA or indie books, you know? Like because yeah. Persepolis would get buried in, and Mouse would get buried in indie, but we're yeah. like, no, this is our. But but feelings. those are books that shouldn't, in my opinion, get buried. You know? Same. Same. Anyway, that's not really related to Kim Reaper. Kim Reaper yeah. is going to be in the buried in the YA section. Spoiler for those who come looking at my shop. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for joining me today, Janie. Thank you for it. having me again. I've been loving being here. I'm loving it too. Let's see. You have all kinds of reviews still mm-hmm. coming up with here. Everyone reviews. Yeah. Di- the die review just went up when we recorded. So the 10th, we have a thing called truth. Excellent book. Go get it. And then 17th, I think poison Ivy thorns 24th. Not sure yet, but it's going to be something queer as hell. Hell um, yeah. Because a it's pride month and B it's here. Everyone reviews where it's like, I have a theme where it's just queer as hell. Yeah listeners for future girls talk comics episodes we've kind of decided to go queer as hell witchy as hell and maybe monster filled so we're just living our truths and that's what our truth is at the moment so just keep an ear out for our future episodes i think for the 20th um we are wanting to discuss 
discuss Sunstone. And the 27th yeah. is Girl from the Sea. Or vice versa. I don't know yet. We live life in our moment. But for the month of June, we're going to have Sunstone and Girl from the Sea <laughs> like, mm-hmm. coming up next. So thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you. We love you. Appreciate you. Wherever you're celebrating Pride Month, celebrate it. Live your truth. We love you. Yes. Ditto. And if things get tough, take a break. Be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Yes. Okay. Also, Aaron, do we want to mention the stickers on the For Everyone Media website? Yes. ForEveryoneMedia.com. We have stickers. Our stickers this month, for the month of June, all proceeds from those stickers will be going to Equality Florida, a group in Florida who is advocating against the transphobic legislation that has gone into effect. Yeah, again, if you order a sticker, everything will go towards that um, as a donation to that. We also have some stickers that feature such things as name brand gay or trans rights, human rights. Uh, Those proceeds for those stickers will always go towards Equality Florida. In the state of Kansas in August, if you live in Kansas, August 2nd, there is a vote Um, of which one of the contenders uh, is an amendment that will restrict choice and access to abortion. My birthday is also around that same time. So it's a birthday gift to me if you're a Kansas voting resident who feels like choice should be kept to the woman who needs or the uterine bearing person who needs to make that decision. If you think that folks have the right to autonomy for their own bodies, Please vote no on the adoption of that amendment. Again, that voting day is August 2nd and for the state of Kansas. Keep an eye out for your local governments and states and cities on how they're making decisions. Advocate locally by voting if you can. Donate money to agencies that are doing a lot of work if you can. Participate in marches and other campaigns if you can or are able and at the very least, if you know a queer person with yeah. consent, give them a hug. Yeah. Always ask for consent. One other task that you could do if you feel so inclined is contact your representative uh, and advocate for them to support you and your beliefs that choice and right to control one's own body should be determined by the individual and not the state. Um, yeah. Politicians do have their own campaigns and ulterior ulterior motives, yes. And a lot of times they can be influenced by voices that are told so or like communicate. So sometimes the loudest voice only wins because it's the loudest and the only one heard. So fight it. Uh, Anyway, happy Pride. Happy Pride, everyone. (laughs) We are so glad you joined us today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And um, until next time. Until next time. Uh, bye. Bye. I just want to like praise Jamie and her cooking consideration. She has made two sets of brownies for her D&D group. One is just, you know, your average Joe Schmo brownies, the first time that she made them from scratch. And then the second one is taking into consideration allergies and is dairy-free. Either allergies or life 
style choices, whatever. And so she's making, not whatever, but I don't know whichever. So she's making her dairy free ones today. That's so nice of her. 